What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams. As always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up? What's up? And LaVon Maynard. Welcome to the show. What is going on? Welcome to Tuesday's episode. So definitely tune in for Monday where we uh, discuss some really good uh, stuff about just containing the damage of cybersecurity attacks. Uh, so that's definitely a good one if you have not listened to it. And then uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll talk about mental health and uh, in our profession. And then Friday, everything else. So definitely tune in for all that stuff. Hit us up on all of our social medias, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. But without further ado, I give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this article is uh, from threatpost.com, right? <clears throat> and it is by Nate Nelson. And the title of this one is Ransomware Deals Death Blow to 157-Year-Old College, right? So um, what this was, was uh, there was an HBCU that was, that's been operating since 1865, so 157 years. And it had to close after a combination of uh, COVID-19, bringing down membership and ransomware, and it proved too much for it. Um, they just they just couldn't make it happen and they actually just closed down. Um, but Illinois-based Lincoln College, um, which was established during the US Civil War, um, and it's weathered two world wars, right? The Spanish flu, Great Depression, Great Recession, um, a fire that actually happened there and survived that but it couldn't survive COVID-19, right? <laughs> because of because of low enrollment and a cybersecurity attack, right? So, and this is a fairly small school, right? Like this isn't a major university by any means, but it is an HBCU. And um, this just goes to show how devastating um, ransomware can be, right? So like, so, so here's the thing. We're not gonna say that that alone was what put them under, right? But like it was the final nail in the coffin to make it to where uh, they just couldn't go on anymore, right? And this happened back in uh, March, I think it was, was when this actually happened. But yeah, they just had so many things that were going on for them. And and we've actually we've actually talked about this before when it comes to HBCUs and and how how much harder it is for them to survive in this day and age, right? Um, and it's it's what what I see being a big thing here is like them having small what do you call that alumni ship i might have just made that word up right <laughs> i don't know what you would, i don't know what you would call it, it, it works it works it, well, yeah, yeah, it pretty good. Ship, yeah you have a smaller <laughs> alumni ship for which you know um that can come back and donate you know after they've gone out into the world you know um made their money or done whatever actually giving back or being able to get back you know to these universities so they kind of fall prey to things like this to where this is why you see them severely underfunded um they have facilities that are old um i know we've brought this up before about um the movie hidden figures right was filmed at an hbcu right and and that's to give the look because that 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 college had the look of the 60s you know what i mean when that actually took place but um yeah this is this is why this is one of those things where it's it's sad to see, right? A school is 157 years old, right? Started started for the uh, during the Civil War, and when it comes to HBCUs, you know, there's only like I want to say it was like I could be wrong on this number, but it's just it's slightly over 100. I want to say it's like 113 or something like that we have in the country, right? But um, 
And actually, this was the second school in that town that actually shut down. Now, as I started looking more into this, there was another school that shut down before. And this is actually affecting the town now, right? So like you had two schools that shut down. So now you don't have these students that are putting money into the economy or or doing anything there. So like these are the far reaching effects of, of what this is. It's not just a school shutting down to where people can't go um, and get their education, but it's actually affecting a whole community. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just some of the devastating effect, effects of ransomware and, and cybersecurity and how it can how it can do a place in, you know, and it's it's a sad thing to see. But Levon, what you got on this, man? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It's uh, really sad to hear, especially such a I don't know historic school that's been around for so long. Um, but it's you know we talked about it before, but cyber criminals don't really have any. I don't know. There's no. Um, uh, nothing that can't be touched, nothing that they feel, you know, that they hold, you know, that they cherish, that they're not willing to, uh, uh, to attack, as we've seen with, you know, some, some previous ransomwares, besides the schools, hospitals, um, you know, pipelines and food factories, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so it's like, there's nothing that's, that's sacred that they won't try to attack. And this is, you know, a prime example. Uh, this is historic college that's been around for years, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a shame, but um, I was looking through the article. It had some some information, uh, some uh, some good information in here as well um, that I was going to touch on. Um, they went. They were talking about why cyber criminals target schools, and they talked about um, schools include not only personal identifying information of students, faculty, and staff, but also PII of parents, donors, and other partners of the school. So it's a treasure trove of data for them. Uh, they potentially can use that to ransom uh, other institutes, you know, bring them to the knees. Uh, so it's like, a, you know, they have an opportunity to use these schools to get information from these donors, people that have a lot of money. Um, even if they get, I think we talked about before, talking about hospitals, like if somebody found, if they hacked the hospital and got some information about somebody like, hey, you got this uh, sexually transmitted disease or you got some other stuff going on with your body that you don't want other people to know about, uh, we're gonna try to ransom some money uh, from you. Uh, to not spill this information out to the public. So school is another, another great target for them, um, and unfortunately, but uh, that's one reason why they're uh, going after the schools. And then the article also described a little bit about, um, you know, how, how can schools protect themselves? Um, and it's kind of tricky because the school um, has a lot of people that come in and out, they're coming with the devices, they're coming with the laptops, connecting to the network. Uh, the faculty itself is connecting, you know, to various, points within the, the school on the school premises to like connect to uh, you know uh, track grades access uh, student data and all this kind of stuff so you don't really have a, a great method to um, you know keep tabs on all these devices that are connecting and what they should be connected to and um, you know it could be hard for some some cybersecurity uh, individuals to keep keep that in mind and keep that protected uh, but still allow them the, the, the fluidity uh, to be able to connect to where they need to, to to get a job done, so um, it's just a uh, you know it's just a uh, it's 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 such a a, a tricky scenario, uh, especially with this being such an old school. I wonder, I wonder what kind of um, you know how state of the art they were with some of their security practices as well. Um, you know, you would think that they are pretty privy to know that they have a lot of information that they don't want to be shared, uh, and that they have uh, sensitive information and you know, that they would be potentially be a target and they put the, you know, the, the top top level uh, security that they can to protect themselves. But who knows what, what's in this, you know, what situation they have themselves in. But uh, but I guess with that, I'll turn it over to you, Ryan. You have some thoughts on this situation here? Yeah, definitely. 
It, it is a shame, uh, especially um, they still they paid the ransom and they still had to close anyway, right? So it says that um, uh, all systems required all systems required for recruitment, retention, and fundraising efforts were made inoperable, uh, which pressured them into uh, paying the ransomers one hundred thousand dollars to get their uh, uh, probably encryption key or whatever to get their data back. And it still took months to recover, uh, which just, that was the, the nail in the coffin, right? Um, and then uh, because of coronavirus, the loan Roman, what have you. And, and that's, I think that's real, uh, really impactful to a lot of uh, uh, universities and colleges. Um, so I'm, I'm on faculty at the local um, university here and I've had a, a class cancel danger close due to enrollment. Um, it's just, People are are uh, you know tired. <laughs> you know, I mean, people are burnt out right now, so it's kind of hard to uh, to to get a bunch of people to uh, to want to take a class um, like post pandemic, if that's even what this is right now. So like they they're not bringing the money in. They're pushing hundred grand out. They can't. You know, I mean, like all those systems are, are vitally important. So it's it was uh, they they just couldn't recover from it. Um, and unfortunately, this this will probably happen uh, again um, to a, a uh, you know a, a similar sized organization. Um, and it's really nothing you can do about it except for the money that you do have put into those resources to uh, to protect them. But again, it's a balancing act. Like who's who's to say they didn't need that money to do something else to try to bring in more students? So it, it's unfortunate. Uh, again, don't pay don't pay your ransomers. In this case, I, I they probably felt they had no choice what to do so but uh it, it just it, it didn't help it didn't it didn't uh uh stop the bleeding and they, they eventually had to shut the doors anyway so it was not in my opinion was not worth it um so it, it definitely is unfortunate so um with that being said though um i mean the disclosure i think will help out like i've seen this article circulating a lot of my different timelines social media so i think it'll get the message out there um like, hey, listen, it did not work out for them. So we should also not do this. And I think that might be the only silver lining uh, to the story is like, it, it's, a, it's a warning to similar sized uh, colleges and universities and what have you. Like, hey, listen, like, don't, don't, don't pay them that money. Um, so so what, this could, what this could also do, right? Is this could, like seeing this happen, maybe some of these schools will take advantage. I believe it was SZA, right? I believe it was when we had Gabe on when they were talking about how their volunteer um, information for these schools to have better cybersecurity and right. help them with things like it may, I know we're putting it out there, right? Like we're doing our part, trying to put it out there to the masses, right? Just right. need y'all need y'all to listen, you know, what's, what's going on over here, other side of the firewall, you know, what's up, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, like it may steer them in that direction. Like, man, what could we do? And then all of a sudden they start reading up and be like, oh, SZA will help us with this, right? And partnership right. with the FBI and things like this. Oh, they'll do this for us or they'll help us with this. Or there's these best practices that we have that we could do that don't cost us a lot. So that that's the unfortunate of... That's the unfortunate benefit of this, right? Like it, right. something drastic like this has to happen for people to get out, to reach out and read and see those other things that are available to them, other tools available to them. Yeah, which is definitely true. So hopefully, hopefully some good will come out of this. But um, you know, I found it a very interesting read. And like I said, it's, it's circling everywhere. Like so, it's it's definitely within those cybersecurity circles. There's definitely being people looking at this and uh, and studying it for the future. So there there is that. Um, but with that being said, please continue the uh, the, the tune in. Definitely check out tomorrow's uh, episode dealing with uh, just mental health in the profession. Um, 
as well as Friday, we're talking about everything else. So someone may have uh, uh, an evolving opinion of the the last Marvel flick. We'll, we'll, we know spoilers, but we'll discuss like why I think it's better. <laughs> the more I think about it, it's better than what I said it was. Um, but definitely continue to, uh, to tune in for the rest of the week. Um, like, share, subscribe. Um, tell your friends about us and hit up all of our social medias. They all go by our name and hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy on LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and Clubhouse. And you, LeVon? Yep, you can hit me on the Twitters at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe, stay secure. Take care.